0: Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chancey and Chi. This is Chancey. He's Chi. And, and man, it was a that was a long that was a long week off. we were just kind of commenting on how uh, how weird it felt. We just, we hadn't had a week off in a while, and that was uh, that was weird.
1: Yeah. No, it definitely was. Uh, I felt like something was missing. Like I told you. Uh, but now we're back, man. Let's uh, let's get back into it, into the groove, and then we'll. Uh, probably have another two or month and a half until we do our next episode so uh you know we're about to have the off season so this is going to be our first off season during the podcast making so that's going to be weird
0: well I, I think uh a lot has transpired in the two weeks uh since we've since we've uh, we, we chatted last uh the the drama has has escalated uh national early early signing day happened uh Justin Fields news um just all, all kinds of stuff so uh let's let's start with early signing day uh, let's just jump into it um you are our uh recruiter extraordinaire that's what uh, they call me
1: on the streets yes
0: yes 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 uh in the in the forums and the um just and on the streets and it's, it's strange when they call you that but we want to <laughs> wanted to get your thoughts what, what you People were freaking out all day long. It was the I, the, I had to cut my phone off at one point because my phone was the, my battery was just draining with all the notifications and stuff coming in. Um, but we had a heck of a class. Just a phenomenal group of guys in this early signing day. Um, just crazy names. Uh, some some not surprises that were we were uh, we were feeling the whole way, and then had some surprises, especially toward the end of the day. Um, so being our extraordinaire, uh, what were your what were your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, so there's still I think there's still a lot of people that are freaking out uh, because this was not a perfect class. I, I this is about as close to a perfect class as you can get, uh, and also a lot of people just got to sit back and understand. Although somewhere usually somewhere between I mean this is the second year of early signing day, but although it's usually somewhere between seventy to eighty percent. Of each class uh, signs with uh, on early signing day. There's still a good amount of players that are actually going to be waiting till February. So there's still not a good opportunity, um, and some of them will actually be waiting till January, uh, or, or you know, early January or later January to announce instead of February. So there's still time with a lot of these guys. But you know, you sit back and you re- you got to realize uh, we're still leagues of, ahead of where we used to be. Uh, this is not even. It's not even comparable. I was looking back at some of our recruiting classes and our O line talent uh, from even five years ago. It looks like we we could have de- this O line could have destroyed that O line without even trying. So there's definitely a, a huge talent gap. Um, and I'm like I'm looking at this class top to bottom. I mean, there's several guys I'd like to highlight real quick. Um, number one, my favorite guy in the class. He's going to be a stud. I don't know if he's going to be a starter from, like, day one, but N'Kobe Dean was the big surprise from from uh, early signing day. And I just want to highlight him real quick. Um, he, he's he got the speed. He's got the strength. He's got, like, the the, the mental side of it. He's got everything, man. He's got the, the instincts. And I think he's ready to come in and be coached up. And that says a lot about a kid whenever he's a five-star. A lot of these five-stars, like, come in and they have this ego – and they're not going to be able to, <clears throat> you know, they're they're not going to be willing to learn like a lot of these, you know, younger or lesser rated uh, recruits are going to be. And so I like that about him. I think he's going to be a big asset to our team next year, although our middle linebacker, or excuse me, our just a linebacking room <laughs> is stacked across the board. Um, so anyway, I'm just going to go through early signing day a little bit and kind of, you know, say, I don't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say we actually missed on people that, we're actually like in play, less than, uh, or more than more than a month ago, you know, and that's kind of how it is. Like I mean, we just gotta. There's no tempering of expectations. It's just kind of like realizing that there's these guys like like Trey Sanders, for instance, was a big time recruit, uh, number one running back in the country. He got forecasted to be a dog, or a lot of people were talking about him being a dog on early early signing day. And that was maybe two weeks ago. I mean, it really was not. I mean, it was not until recently that all of a sudden, oh man, Trey Sanders—he's favoring the Docs—and then his teammate Evan Neal, who is a fellow five-star, he's an offensive tackle. He—they both—they both committed in the uh, in the afternoon, and it's just kind of one of those things. It's like neither one of them were talking to us a month ago, and all of a sudden, right here before, before signing day, Kirby does his magic and even gets them in play. And then, I I don't know if you've heard more about this. You can expound on it if you have. But I, I'm pretty sure that Holyfield is planning to stay. And I think that's the reason one of the reasons why Trey Sanders decided to go with Alabama in the end.
0: Yeah, I, w- I was hearing a little bit of that, too. And, and it, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I, I personally felt like Holyfield was going to make the move... Um, with, with kind of how Chubb and Sony kind of laid the groundwork on flirting that junior that – kind of that, that third year kind of saying that uh, we can we can do more if we we're, – we're kind of hitting our stride kind of thing. And right. I think they realize what they're going to be capable of next year because his draft stock this year I think would be good. But I, I think if he has another year of, of the talent coming back. So, I mean, I kind of expected that. So, for me, Trey was a kind of a, a, a long shot – um, but so that that didn't really surprise me. Of course, I would have loved to have him and us just keep growing this freaking stable. We hadn't even seen Zamir carry up the ball yet. No, we <laughs> like, had. Right. And, and so I mean, it's just it, it's it's wild. So I mean, to me, that's that would have been a incredible, nice to have, but it's kind of expected.
1: Yeah, and and he was he was gonna be a luxury. That's I mean right. I mean, he's a five star running back. He would have absolutely contributed at some point, and apparently. He said shortly after he signed with Alabama that he was going to win a Heisman as a freshman at Alabama, and I don't know if I've ever heard anything dumber than that. Um, but he would have definitely been a, been a luxury in this situation. We, we got two five-star running backs last year. If Holyfield does end up returning, we've got a senior leader. We've still got Swift again for his third year. I mean, it's it's a pretty stacked stacked running back room. And then next year, we're going to be primed to get two solid backs. This year, we ended up getting Kenny McIntosh, who is out of – was he out of Fort Lauderdale? Is that right? Yeah, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, And apparently, he was a thumper. But we talked about this earlier. I looked on here, and I heard he was a thumper. But then uh, he's he's less than 200 pounds. He's at 198 pounds. I don't know if that's correct or not. This is rivals. uh, So – Rivals. I don't know if you're wrong, but uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's hope that he's, he's a little bit bigger than that. Uh, but I think he's supposed to be a pretty talented guy. Uh, the big big stories of the day, of course, yeah. Trey Sanders. I think everybody really got most upset about that. Um, but one of the big stories of the day is um, because of the field situ- situation, which we'll get into here shortly. Because of that, um, old Dewan Mathis, who was an Ohio State recruit decided, okay. I think he had I mean he like basically barely he I think he camped in in Georgia at Georgia like over the summer and I think there was a little bit of talks like right before signing day and then all of a sudden boom he's he's committing to the dogs on signing day. And I mean I I mean he knew he knew there was a great opportunity, especially if Fields does end up leaving. Um but yeah Duan Mathis, he's he's a big he's a tall, big quarterback He's a dual threat. Um, I'm excited about him, but he was a bi- one of the he was probably the biggest surprise of the day. Um, and then obviously, I think for the most part, everybody we got besides him was everybody that was for the most part like committed before before the season started. So we ended up getting a lot of those guys that we talked about, even you know in our first like our recruitment update back in August. So um, I don't know if you have any like thoughts to add to that. I mean, I got a, I got a couple more things, but just want to see what your what you thought about the class
0: i mean i obviously it's a phenomenal group you just kind of look down the line and, and look at these guys uh, i mean how, how how big they are that what they, they have accomplished um and, and some of these names really stick out but but i think to, to me it just it, it just kind of showed like i said there weren't any surprises and to me that that was that's kind of how i kind i can see this kind of going from here on out i mean only positive surprises kind of moving forward for a long time. Cause just the way Kirby handles his recruiting and, and, and how well he's got this thing figured out. I mean, the, the, the DeJuan thing really threw me off because I felt, I, I thought he was way sold on, on Ohio state. I mean, obviously committed to him, but that was to, to me, that just kind of, that just, I, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I don't know what they know and what he told them and all that kind of stuff. But, um, he's just got, he's got it figured out and he knows, I think there was a I think, uh, or our buddies, uh, uh, Tyler put the, the, the thing about Jimbo Fisher or something, how we talked to one of their quarterbacks or something like that, like yeah. day of or something yeah. like that. And, uh, Jimbo getting pretty pissed about that, which I thought was great. Um, he's a terrible human, but other than yeah, that, I, I, couldn't, mean, just, I
1: couldn't care less what Jimbo thinks about us. Yeah.
0: that That, that has no merit in my life. Um, <laughs> But it, it's just – it's awesome. I mean, it's just fun. And that's thing, like, I past two years I, I just go into signing day and, and it's like Christmas because you know it's going to be good. Like, it, you're not worried, like, is somebody going to flip? Like, I just feel confident that we're going in and this list just kind of proves that point. Um, and having guy, I mean, having guys like uh, Nolan Smith just, like – he, he signed at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah. And <laughs> he, he was even...
1: committed for a long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you're talking about one of the top prospects in the country across the board, and, and he was – and, like, I hadn't even gotten to work yet, and we've already – he's already posted – up like, <laughs> the official Twitter account has already put his video up, like, he's done. I'm like, geez, man. Um, So, it, it, was, it was awesome. So, I was just I was just
1: excited. So, um, I just wanted to throw that out there. But um, what other thoughts you got on it? Well, you know, Nolan Nolan's originally from Savannah, but he went down to IMG Academy uh, for for you know for football purposes. Obviously, um, I mean, they IMG produces at least four or five five stars every year, uh, and they play teams. We talked about this in the recruiting update at the beginning of the year, but they play teams all across the country, all the best teams out of every state, kind of thing. Not every state, but a lot of different states. So. Um, I do want to focus on another five star guy, actually. I mean, we got three of them. Why not mention all three of them? Uh, Clay Webb, who is. I watched his commitment ceremony. I watched a lot of the interview with him afterwards. um, And I followed a lot of this stuff through Rivals. So, uh, you know, they were able to provide some other information and everything. But uh, everything I've read about him and seen about him, he just seems like a really stand up guy. He's from Oxford, Alabama. We plucked a five-star offensive lineman out of Alabama country. How the hell we did that? I do not know, except for the fact that they asked him. They said, "What was it about Georgia? What what what, what made you pick the dogs?" And he said, "Sam Pittman." Period. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> He did, man. He literally, he like literally said Sam Pittman and stopped talking. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like he just explained like, oh, the way that Sam and I, blah blah blah. Like we we just get along. I mean, he did eventually after they poked and prodded, but what he wanted to say was Sam freaking Pittman is the man, the pit boss, baby. Uh, man, talk about a guy who has just exceeded expectations more than anybody associated with this team. It's Sam Pittman. So anyway, Claywell he's he
0: probably he's probably one of my favorite humans ever. He's awesome. Like, did he, you watch the video? He, he, yeah. Oh yeah. After no,
1: yeah. after Clay, <laughs> he said he goes. I hadn't posted a video on Twitter in a long time, and I just want to say this is probably a pretty good day to say I don't know. Go dogs. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> love it oh <laughs> um, it's awesome yes yeah, but i mean clay webb is actually uh, apparently was like a state championship wrestler and i love to hear that about a guy who's 290 pounds 6'3 <laughs> because because you know what that tells me is like that guy doesn't even need the beef to knock somebody on his butt you know he 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 can get somebody on the ground without even trying like those those wrestlers they're a different breed man and i i love it i love it um you know, I think a lot of these guys we've we focused on a lot um, at the beginning of the year. I think Ryan Davis is going to be a big surprise out of Florida um, as far as the linebackers are uh, concerned. Um, I'm pretty. I mean, he's, he's 6'3, 232. You kind of talked about it earlier, but I mean, this class, again, is massive. It's huge. And then we got Dominique Blaylock, who should be a five star on Rivals, but he's a four. Um, talk about another kid who just. He committed to us last year. I mean, Nolan Smith has been committed to us for like two years. <laughs> so literally January of 2017, Dominique Blaylock has been committed since uh, July of 2017. These guys just committed to the dog. I mean, this this guy just committed to the dogs, very mature behind, beyond his years. And he's also a hell of an athlete. He's he from... Uh, Marietta. He went to Walton High School, and, and dang, if I, I watched his highlights the other day again, and he's incredible. A very impressive kid. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of these guys. I do also want to point out we got a boy from, uh, he's not actually from Milledgeville, but he played at GMC Junior College in Milledgeville, Georgia, DJ Daniel. He's one of the higher-ranked uh, cornerbacks in the country out of JUCO. So pretty pumped about him. I just had to get my Milledgeville a shout-out there. Yeah, yeah. Congrats! <laughs> Where's the Valdosta <laughs> boys?
0: Oh jeez, I saw. Uh, apparently, Josh Harvey Clemens is playing for the. Uh, um, is he playing for the Redskins or somebody? He, I saw him. Who was he exchanging? I just thought about it is why I said it. I was just here in Valdosta, um, saw him exchanging jerseys with somebody. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! Josh Harvey Clemens is playing in the NFL. I mean, and he had like playing time.
1: Like he had a pick in a in a game. I mean, it was wild, but I mean, it uh, doesn't, it doesn't really surprise me because he's, he was an incredibly talented guy. He just was, he got in trouble a lot. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm I'm proud he made it that far. Um, so, but, uh, I do, I I do actually on, on that same note, I do want to point out that this is a weird class for us. This is, I remember two years ago, two or three years ago, Everybody said the 2019 class in the state of Georgia is going to be stupid good, and I was like, awesome, great, let's get them all, you know, let's just build that wall. And Kirby started to build that wall. I think his first class was full of dogs I and mean, full of you know Georgia players from the state. Yeah, I think it was about 70 percent. Last year was uh, 60 to 70 percent as well. Um, this year, I let's, There's not that many. <laughs> Yeah. If you yeah. count if you count Nolan Smith, we got all right. Let's see. Uh, we have seven, I think, counting Nolan Smith. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because we're in, can- a couple from Kansas. Like we got Kansas, Missouri, Tennessee, Louisiana, Florida.
1: Well, Kansas is. Uh, those are both JUCO guys, but still, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you had to go out there and get them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tramell was Tramiel was last year in last year's class, but he had to go to JUCO, and right. now now he's now he's signed. He got he basically got gray shirted, um, and then Jermaine Johnson. I don't know where he's originally from, but he he went to school out in Independence, Kansas. But but still, I mean, we got a ton of kids from Tennessee for the first time in a long time. Um, I don't know how often we get players from Mississippi, but this is the first one. That, uh, there's three of them. Well, John, yeah. I also do want to say, not three of them. Stetson Bennett's not originally from Mississippi, but uh, I will say John Reese Plumley. A lot of people are thinking that there's a good chance that he's not a part of this class, especially since we got Stetson Bennett, who is the bi- actually. Let's just say it, man. Stetson Bennett, the biggest surprise of the day on early signing day. Hoorah!
0: Hurrah for Stetson! <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. We missed you. <laughs> it's been too long. It's I, been I, a long six months. <laughs> I, I'm happy to
1: have him. I'm definitely happy to let's let's. As many quarterbacks as we can get in that quarterback room, as possible. That's great. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. That I think a lot of people were on edge because a lot of there was a lot of, a lot of uh, commotion about some secret commit like late on early signing day, and then it was Stetson. <laughs> hey, we love you. We appreciate you, Stetson. Thanks. What a gift. <laughs> um. Yeah, but no, I mean, is it's, I'm looking at this list right now of, of guys, and I mean, this is a solid class, a really solid class. We're ranked number two in the country <clears throat> judged by rivals. We, we basically filled every need that we need to. We're probably looking at maybe two more offensive linemen. I wish we could get one more defensive lineman. I just don't know where that's coming from. Um, but I'll say that I think we end up getting Tyreek Stevenson, who a lot of people were concerned about because he didn't sign on early signing day. And then there's, there, there's maybe one more athlete we're going to take the best of, and then hopefully get two more guys, at least in the trenches, either offensive linemen, either two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, or an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman. If that makes sense. Yes. I did the math. Okay. You did the math and it checks out.
0: It checked out. Checked out. Yeah. Sent oh. it to our numbers guys, and they just gave me the go ahead. Who are our numbers guys? Don't ask questions. <laughs> okay. So uh, no, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be good. Uh, looking, I mean, like I said, I just have this, I have this confidence. It's just like I'm, I'm just real positive about that. Just because I know Kirby's been doing this his whole his whole career. I mean, he just goes in and 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 I don't know what he tells him, but it it works.
1: So. He's he, working your magic. He tells him that eventually we're gonna beat Alabama and win a freaking championship. And, I hope and we need
0: we need you to do it. But yeah. um, he he didn't get to uh, he didn't get that <clears throat> message didn't come across enough for one of one of the guys uh, one of the big big names on our team. Um, so yeah, uh, was gonna start mo- moving into moving into the, to, to the field debacle I don't know If you got something else before you mention. B-
1: before we move into it completely, it's related. But Jaden Hazelwood, about 99% sure he's not going to be a dog. He's out of Cedar Grove uh, High School in the South South Atlanta area. I don't know. But anyway, I think a lot of that has to do with the field situation. So anyway, as I say that, uh, I want people who want to be dogs, period. Let's move into the field situation.
0: so as everybody knows uh, earlier this week justin fields placed his name into the ncaa transfer portal uh which is him saying i'm on the market uh come recruit me uh you people and so um basically announcing that he's he's gone uh, i don't feel if anybody was going to be able to flip somebody back i think it'd be kirby but uh don't think that's the case this time uh pretty sure Justin is uh it's especially after DeWan committed so quickly and without just kind of out of nowhere, uh, obviously feel pretty confident that that position is going to be wide open. Um, but for me, I, I do think fields, the field situation obviously could have been handled better. Um, there's all these conflicting rumors on what's like, what transpired and, and what's going to happen. And, that uh, they're going to appeal uh, he's going to appeal the like the transfer rule and, and and all this kind of stuff and um th- there's just a lot of ways that this can go but uh, it's pretty safe to say he's not going to be a dog next season and, and there's a lot of a lot of people that are kind of on the market looking at him uh, you see ohio state is probably a real big that's a big contender um, especially after dewan that's it all kind of comes back to dewan i think that's kind of been the big the the big thought process there uh I think somebody said Florida State and Oklahoma I mean there's a there's a lot there's a lot of names out there obviously a lot of people on Penn State obviously too that was uh, his original uh, commitment um so it's tough to say you couldn't see this coming um I think even when he committed last year you had to feel like okay if he doesn't get the starting job by the end of the year um pretty safe to say that he's probably not going to not going to stay uh and whether that's the right decision I mean we want him to make the best decision for him but he has said that he's going to play in the Sugar Bowl um and wants to play with the team so obviously I think they're I mean I think they want to try to give him some reps and and stuff like that Kirby's mentioned that he's been a he's been very professional about the whole thing and very mature um but like I said don't really know what goes on behind the scenes there um so it's gonna happen it sucks because obviously we'd rather have him um but he's what his decision was so i mean i don't know what your what your thoughts are on it but that's kind of the the, the lay of the land
1: i don't think much um no I'm kidding so i don't know i'm 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 not of course everybody wants to keep keep fields i want to keep fields everybody i mean this kid is is a stud. There's no doubt about it. Um, I'm kinda torn between thinking that okay, there's something that we could have done more to keep him and then thinking that, okay, this kid had to have thought that, okay, I'm just better than Jake Fromm. I should have been starting at this point. And and this kind of goes back I mean there I think there's a really bad obviously a, a vicious cycle that's probably never gonna end, but with, you know, the advent of, of social media and all of these recruiting sites that guys like me subscribe to and and there's this million dollar industry you know multi-million dollar industry of recruiting uh even even like consuming secondary information like this you know from all these reporters and stuff i mean from all of this there's there's way more exposure that these kids have and there's and there's guys in their ears since they're like in middle school saying that you're going to be a stud you're going to be the best quarterback in the state you're going to be the best quarterback in the country you're going to be the best ever whatever you know i mean people are just constantly blowing up these kids egos and i'm not saying that that fields was an egotistical egotistical kid or is an egotistical kid i just think that these guys these guys that are just you know coming in as 18 year olds 19 year olds whatever um they're they're hearing it from like every angle that they should be that they're better than this person and so I have to think that there's probably a, I mean there I'm sure there was a point where I mean he have to, had to have committed thinking okay there's a chance that I meet, beat this guy out and I think that there was a little bit of we kind of talked about this a little bit but there was a little bit of a struggle in the first half of the season and Fromm didn't look quite the same we gave Fields a little bit of an opportunity against Tennessee and he he did well against Tennessee And then there was the middle of the season where he barely played against LSU. We got our butts whooped. And then there was that two-week gap between LSU and Florida. And I think, one, Florida was the only game that he didn't play in the whole year, that that Fields didn't play in the whole year. And I think that 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 two-week gap where, you know, there was just practices, I think Fromm ended up winning the quarterback position back. And then from there on, Fromm was incredible, you know. He played very well in every game from uh, in the latter half of the season. So it's kind of one of those things that I think that maybe there was a little bit of life where you know, Fields thought that there was a chance that he was going to be able to win the job, and then there was a letdown, and then there was a thought that he was going to win in the middle of the season, and then he didn't, and then Fromm performed so well that he said, okay, this kid's going to be a starter. He's probably going to stay all four years. What's the use of me being here? And I don't mind. I don't mind a kid shopping around. I mean, like if he, if really if he really think he made the, the, a bad decision, and it's what's best for him, I don't mind him doing that. It's just there's a certain manner, and I'm not going to spread any rumors or anything like that. But there's a certain manner you go about in doing that, and I'll just say that I think Jacob Eason did it in the best way you could. In fact, Jacob Eason is now like like by dog fans. Like, he's a, he's a DGD, man. He's a damn good dog. And I think everybody respects the fact that he did it the way he did. And he still, still pulls for this team. He kind of just left quietly. And he's probably going to start at Washington next year. And I think all dog fans are going to say, Hey, I'm pulling for Washington next year. You know? So, to me, I just get upset about the way that this has all been handled. And I know that there was probably something else that Kirby should have you know, could have done. But at the same time, K- Kirby and this team, we ain't about, there's no, you don't get any special treatment because you're a certain player, you know, even if you're a five-star quarterback coming in. You know, we have five stars all over the roster and everything like that. I think there's a little bit of, of like a ways that we could have handled, like played him better. But as far as just like having a concern about keeping one player happy as compared to the team, I don't think that's the best way to look at it, you know. You know those shirts. I don't know if you've seen those shirts that have the big team on it and little me right below it. That's how that's how it should always be, you know. Uh, so I just don't, you know. I'm just not about this. Like, okay, part of our job in this game is to make sure certain player X is happy. I'm not about that. I don't think that's how it should be. The point of the game is, hey, let's win. Let's beat them. I, I remember we were talking. I was talking to our buddy the other day, and he just said that well he thinks that he should have, you know, played played more than the ball games and 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 been able to throw the ball a lot. And I agree. I think he should have played more in certain games in certain situations. But when you, when I sit back and look at it, it's like well most of the time when he was in the ball game, we needed to run the clock out. And Kirby's not going to start running throwing the ball around if we're up by three or four touchdowns, you know. It just doesn't make sense in a, in a game situation so anyway that's a uh, that's pretty much all of my thoughts sorry for spewing <laughs> on you there for a second uh, <laughs> please let let me know let me know how you think
0: well uh, I, I agree I agree with you uh, for the most part I, I mean I feel like he's handling it you know, come in terms of how he's handling it I d- because even in just one year I um, the, the landscape has changed even more. And, and I just think that because the now – because when Eason did it, the, the transfer stuff was starting to become, like, the new thing. And, and after everything that happened with Kelly Bryant and Clemson, to me, I don't think he could have done it any different in any, in any more professional because he literally didn't – like, he didn't announce anything. Like, he just – he put his name out there and it's i mean he's having to play by the rules and so i i, I think him like talking about how he's going to play in the bowl game and he won't, he's practicing with the team and he's doing those kinds of things to me I, I i from from the way he's handling it i think he's doing it the best way that the best way that i would expect him to um and because obviously i agree with you on the eason thing i think eason did he, he was I mean he was a damn good dog or is a damn good dog uh and uh, um I think Fields ha- has done in the if he's if he was going to transfer this year I don't think there's any better way he could have done it this year obviously when it comes to how we handled him this year I, I just don't think we put him in situations like looking back on it and, and obviously there's no perfect way to do this but we put him in situations where it just seemed like it didn't look like we were setting him up to fail, but we just didn't put him in the situations that I felt like we should. And um what like just a play where he like a, a play that he just he hands the ball off on, on and it may maybe it was a read, whatever, but he goes in for a play and, and just hands hands the ball to Holyfield. Yeah, like one and play then, in the it, middle of the drive. Right. And, yeah. and and my and my thought is is like I, my thought is you put him in a, a certain situation and and obviously they obviously they probably did this but the, the the stars have to align in a certain way and this and that's the time when fields comes out on the field he's got a certain set of plays there's not a lot of decision making he has to do it's 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 all designed for him or he gets the full drive like the times that he got the full drive, he was able to kind of move the ball and do well. And obviously, we we even put it on our uh, our uh, twelve plays of Christmas. If you haven't seen that, be sure to go to the Instagram dun, page dun, dun, at calling the Dogs Pod dun, dun, dun. And, uh, and and check that out. But his bomb in the UMass game, yeah. one of the prettiest passes we probably saw all season. Oh yeah. And I mean, the guy's gifted, but I, I just I don't think we used him the right way. But I'm with you 100. You don't you don't change your game plan to fit the needs of one kid that may be one of the best talents that we, we get Um, that we, I mean, he could end up, I mean, he could, the guy could be a Heisman winner, Mm -hmm. but like, if the timing just doesn't work, it doesn't work. Because obviously this year we needed to go with Fromm. And if you tell me different, I can't really respect you when it comes (laughs) to talking about Georgia football, because I don't know if you saw this, but, Fromm played really really good. <laughs> and threw some passes this year that just blew my mind and, and were unbelievable. Anyway, but I I think he's handling it the right way. Um I don't I think this could get messy just from the way that the media handles it. Um but at the same time it could just be it could go real smoothly. It all gets it all get handled and it's all done. Um So I think it all just kind of depends on where he goes, but um, but yeah, I mean, you you can't be surprised by it. It sucks, but you kind of had to see it coming. Especially, honestly, whenever the SEC championship game was over, and uh, after I had, I was trying to think of other things than the the game, but I thought about Fromm's play during that game, and, and one of my immediate thoughts was, "There's no way we keep Fields next year, like." he just owned that game um uh just from top to bottom and uh so that that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at with it um i mean obviously i want him to i wish him success and and i want him to do well because i mean he's always gonna have some some dog in him hopefully and um but we'll we'll kind of see what happens but i I don't think he could handle us any better. And, and like, I agree with you that we shouldn't have, we shouldn't change the way we did things to appease him and his family, which is what it's kind of, what, what kind of is the, the, the rumor is that obviously his family was not happy with his playing time, which I mean, is going to happen. So yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of one of those things is that I really don't know, you know, I think fields is kind of torn himself. I think he, you know, I think he's good friends with a lot of these guys. um, And I think that, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not going to try to like spread rumors, but I think that his his camp, you know, ha- had a lot to do with this um, and in and this decision, and, and also I just want to say Kirby's done some miraculous things uh, as, as our head coach uh, as far as recruiting goes, and I, I I'm not going to say I won't be I surpri- wouldn't be surprised if Fields came back because I certainly would be surprised, but. I think there's still a slight chance, which is like something you can't say about a lot of guys. I I honestly think that there's some people that think that if Fields gets in the game against Texas, that he's gonna get booed or something. I read that online, and I I just want to be like, dude, you're you're dumb. Like nobody nobody's gonna boo this kid. He was beloved at the University of Georgia. In fact, there's a major I'm not a majority, a large part of the fan base that said they wanted fields like instead of from and he's a dual threat quarterback i get it like he's he's got a lot of weapons uh, i think the, the the difference maker is from has has he knows this offense front 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 and back and he knows he knows exactly what to do in a certain situation he's he's got more of the mental side i i was reading something online from a guy who like grew up watching uh from uh and play and kind of followed fields as well and it's just kind of like well he said that from started four years at Houston County under like you know a, a legendary coach down in Houston County who I think has since left to get, take a better position. And then Fields played, although a better athlete, he played at a high school that's not exactly known. Harrison High School is not exactly known for its football uh, and he started two years at, at Harrison High School. So it's kind of like this there's this kid who's been groomed since you know before he was in high school under a great coach, had, had just that excellent coaching all his life, and he's also just been playing in the same style of system. Now, you look, sit back and look at Fields, like, yeah, I mean, I th- guarantee you Fields would be a, a stud at Oklahoma. You know, he would probably be a stud at Ohio State. I think he would be a stud at Georgia, but the scheme, uh, our offensive scheme doesn't fit him quite as well as some of these other teams. So, I can't blame him for looking around. I don't think it's all his fault. I don't think it's all Kirby's fault. I don't I'm not trying to point blame all over the place. I just want to say if it's, you know, if it's what he thinks is best for him, then I'd like for it to be just a clean cut. Like I just don't want it to be messy. Like and and we'll let him go and if it's not messy then, you know, okay, he's a damn good dog. If it is messy then well crap man you just kind of tarnish your reputation with the, with the fan base like that's just the way it is I mean if you want to start pointing fingers at, at you know the coaches and all this stuff it's like well I'm pretty sure the fans are going to stick up for the coaches kind of thing so anyway it is it is a messy thing and I hate it happened right before signing day and I really do think that it had a, a pretty big impact on this class
0: well and to kind of I mean kind of wrap, wrap it put a put a bow on it if you will i i don't want to like i said and you kind of mentioned it you don't want to just say that kirby did everything perfectly throughout this entire process like we don't know what he did and or what the coaching staff did they easily could have screwed it up said something stupid or, or done something i don't think that's probably the case um but but it, it is what it is and, and i think I think if he was going to get messy with it, it probably already would have happened. Like he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have said he's going to play in the Sugar Bowl. Um, stuff would have been tweeted out, and and like people would start talking. The family would be talking. Like I think if it was to get real messy, it probably would have already started, um, and, and we haven't seen that. And so I mean, I, I I feel like it 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 it'll be a clean a clean break. But I mean, it definitely could still get get hairy with with the landscape around these transfers and things like that and um and, and just the the way the 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 media wraps their, their head around it i mean obviously it was kind of nice for us to have the two a hertz conversation all year long because it kind of took the took the heat off of us most of the year having to having to talk about it but um i wish him well and want him to succeed but like you said if they the fact that there's even still a chance that he comes – even if it's like a 3% chance, that that's the Kirby <laughs> – that's the Kirby effect. So. sure is.
1: Huh. It definitely but. is. It's uh, – I, I don't think that I, – I guess he'll probably play a little bit in the Sugar Bowl. Like, I think the only thing that would save him and, like, make him come back is if he feels like his friendships weigh, you know, that much. And then also – Hell, like, if he comes in the Sugar Bowl and, you know, plays his butt off and, like, is the reason we win the game or something like that. But hopefully it doesn't come down to that point. Uh, if that's the case, then maybe. I don't know. You never know. These kids are – he's still, like, what, 19 years old? I mean, you never know what this kid is going to do. I mean, any of these guys. He might he might still be 18 years, years old. Who knows? So, anyway um, – I think we kind of covered the field situation a lot, and I, I know it's been a big news story, but it just kind of is depressing. And I don't, you know, I think we all wish that that this hadn't happened, and I think it would have been awesome one to have two amazing quarterbacks still, and also to to have not had that impact on our incoming recruiting class, because a lot of these guys wanted to come and play. Like Jaden Hazelwood, he's really good friends with. With uh, Justin Fields, he wanted to come play for Justin Fields and or play with him, and looks like that's probably not going to happen. So, I mean, well, it might happen elsewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of enough
0: of Fields, enough of the 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 bad stuff. Let's get to the let's get to the future. Let's we get don't to, want uh, no drama. Yeah, we, we we're here for football. That's right. Is that that's is right. that what you're here
1: for? I love football. <laughs> Hooray. Football is my favorite. (laughs) It really is. Um, So I'll start off by saying, one, I I really hate that the Sugar Bowl – I mean, I I, I love the fact that we're playing against a historical power and all this stuff, but we've got the Georgia Bulldogs, who are ranked number five. We have lost to two top, uh, I believe, 12 teams. LSU is like number 11 or 12 right now. Um, we're we're we went eleven and two in the uh, in the SEC, or excuse me overall and um, yeah uh, the Longhorns lost four games once against Oklahoma they lost to gosh who all did they lose to they have some bad losses lost to
0: Oklahoma West Virginia
1: Maryland yeah they lost to Oklahoma uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Uh, were kind of like last-minute losses, but still Oklahoma State's not even ranked, and they went 6-6. Six and six. West Virginia was a pretty good football team. Now they are not because Will Greer is not even playing in the bowl game. Uh, Maryland's not a good football team. I know that was the first game of the season. They're terrible. So I'm sitting back and looking at their body of work, and I mentioned this, I think, last week whenever... We were doing, not last week, whenever we last recorded, and we were doing our picks. But they they really play up to their competition and down to their competition. And they have they struggled with some terrible teams this year. Uh, they struggled with uh, Kansas. They struggled with Baylor. Both of those were either a touchdown or less. Kansas State was a less than a touchdown win. They struggled. I mean, they beat crap out of USC, but they still struggled with Tulsa the week before and only beat them by a touchdown. So you never know what you're going to get with these Texas Longhorns
0: well to me this is wrapped up very simply i mean if and this is really every game for the most part for us if we go in and play the the way we've played the last half of the season and just go in and play our game we're, we're good like i feel very confident that we'll we're, we're better than them on both sides of the ball i mean we're we're going to be the best defense that they've played by far i mean not even a question and ellinger is their um he's the the kind of their the guy that they lean on and he's i mean he's a good quarterback but he's not anything crazy he's a he's a quote-unquote dual threat but he's more of a downhill just big guy that can run the ball well um which i'm not afraid of i'm more worried about the guy that can break out the pocket and scatter around like a cat and which is not ellinger and um so i i just feel like from a talent perspective and a scheme perspective, I'm not worried about it. It's the, it's the, we're not in the playoff mentality that I'm worried about. The letdown. The, the yeah the the yeah. that we're, we're we've got too long to think about it, and um, if we don't show up for the game, like I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of attendance at this game. Like I don't I don't know how well Texas travels. Um, I mean, this big going to the Sugar Bowl will be a big deal for them. But, uh, because after like, and I I didn't go, but like you, you get a bunch of our friends went to LSU, pretty much everybody I know went to LSU and went to new Orleans except me. And, uh, so I even thought about, I was like, well, I may try to figure out getting a trip down there. And then I'm like, and then I'm looking at it and I'm like, nobody's going to want to go. They just went to Louisiana like a month and a half ago. Yeah. And, uh, and, and which sucks. And so I'm, and ticket prices are like they're going, they're below face value right now. in a lot of, in most cases, um, that I saw, uh, that my fear is that we're not going to, that we don't show up. And then my counter to the, my fear is the Kirby's mentality and how he approaches football games. And I, I think that we're going to go in and a lot of these guys are young and, um, uh, are going to want to prove something. I mean, I think we can go in there and prove that. Want to go in there and prove that we should have been in the playoff. Uh, and I think that's the mentality that we have to go in there, not saying like, like pounding like, oh, we should have been in the playoff, but like <laughs> we're going to prove to you that we should have been in the playoff. Yeah. And um, and that to me is how we should approach this game and say that we're going to take a historic rivalry or not a, historic, a historic powerhouse, like you mentioned. And just go in and and beat them. Um, and I think we've got the talent to do that. And, and Tom Herman is just a terrible human. Uh, just kind of he does of suck. Work. Yeah, no, just, I, just I don't a, like him. Just a terrible guy. Uh, so, um, so that, that's kind of how I feel about it from a thirty thousand foot view. Um, don't know really how you how you feel about it.
1: How are you always at the thirty thousand feet high? I I'm so confused. I'm, I'm um, too. yeah, no. The way I look at it is, the way I look at it is. I completely agree with your thoughts. That I, I love, I love the fact that you had a fear and then you had a counter fear. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but no, I I really do think that with under this new regime, like Kirby's not going to let his kids say, "Oh, this is just a fun trip." You know, we're we're going to New Orleans. Let's go to Harris. You know, let's go like let's go to Harris and hit Bourbon Let's Go to the craft tables, <laughs> and then and then we'll uh you know shoot over to the strip club afterwards. You know, <laughs> like no these kids these kids are not gonna be allowed to do that. Of course, they're gonna have some fun. I'm sure they're gonna go do their thing or whatever. But it's gonna be like, uh oh, well if you're not back at the hotel by this time, um, your your ass isn't playing tomorrow, kind of thing. You know. And so I'm thinking, I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be way more of a business trip than a lot of these letdown bowls bulls have been in the past. Uh, and I'm 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 pretty excited to see what we come out and do. I, I, I we definitely have an advantage. All right, so we have an advantage. The weird thing is, I was looking at it. <laughs> so they're from the Big Twelve, which plays offense and then thinks that they field a defensive team. But sometimes they pretty much just put players out there and let them. Uh, let the ball go past them. Um, but we actually rank better, higher than them by a decent margin in uh, offensive production and defensive production, which is crazy. So comparatively, we average thirty nine point two points per game, and they average thirty one points per game, thirty one point three points per game. And I don't have the exact numbers here, but I'm pretty sure that's like. That's like top 15 versus top 35, I think. Which is a pretty big difference whenever you sit back and look at it. And they played defenses like Baylor and Kansas and Oklahoma State. And they scored they scored a lot on like Oklahoma State, but they, didn't, they scored like 24 points against Baylor, I think, or 23. So it's just kind of like one of those things. I sit back and I look at it I'm like, these guys, if we come in and we treat it like a business trip, and we come in, and we can totally shut down their offense as long as we can kind of get to these big receivers. Little Jordan Humphrey, and who was the other guy? Colin something?
0: (laughs) His name is something, something. Colin Johnson.
1: (laughs) Uh, Between those two guys, they have 16 touchdowns uh, and over uh, actually just under 2,000 yards between them. Little Jordan Humphrey has has over 1,100 yards on the season. So, I mean, they got guys... That are big physical receivers that can get up and catch the ball. That's about the only thing I'm scared of. I think DeAndre is going to obviously shut down one of them, and then as long as we have a guy who's you know it's, it, it either Stokes or if you know McGee is going to be matching up on a lot of them or whoever is going to be the opposite side has to be that X factor in this game because I think we're going to get to him. I think DeAndre and Ledbetter are going to want to go out on a high note. Um, I think that our middle linebackers. I think we're going to get a lot of good young players in there in the in the linebacking core, and then, um, man, we just need to have we need to have some uh, good leadership from the safeties. And then uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I have no worries, zero <laughs> worries about us scoring points on them. They've never seen a human like DeAndre Swift no <laughs>
0: he's about to do ungodly things to them uh, but but my my thought my thought is um like a, a big factor of this too is um, we're gonna be healthy like yeah. we haven't been we haven't been healthy like the last three games of the season I mean and fortunately we haven't seen a drop in uh and play if anything we've seen a, a big increase like everybody kind of the chemistry we finally got there. All these young guys finally had enough playing time that they uh were, were feeling comfortable in the system and um and, and I'm just excited to get the, the guy like Cade Mays is he's expected to be isn't he expected to be be back and um
1: I, I, I think there's a decent chance that Cade can play and, and, um, and I mean, think and, and Ben too.
0: Right, yeah. So I mean we're gonna have some depth back at the line. Uh so, I mean, I, I feel good about it, and, and kind of like you said, I mean, I think a lot of these seniors are going to want to go out on a high note, but, I mean, they're playing for draft spot, like draft stock. I mean, they're they're playing to on yeah, a, new, no, new right. Year's Day, a New Year's Day bowl, and, I mean, they're going to be on the, and we're in the <clears> late game, like, eyes are going to be on us. I mean, like, it's two, two uh, historic teams going together, so, I mean, we'll get a lot of views just out of uh, name alone. Um, for for this game, so I mean, it, it's going to be a big one because because like last year, Auburn had UCF. That that was one of my fears too, is that we would get UCF, and then there's literally nothing to get excited about for this game. <laughs> yeah, and um, and unfortunately, fortunately, it was Texas. So I mean, I think I think it's pretty easy to get excited about it, and, and I think the mentality of this team is they're going to want to prove a point, and so I think if we can control. Defensively, I think if we can just kind of control the line of scrimmage and not let them really run the ball and force Ellinger in, have to sit in the pocket all day, I feel real good about our chances of getting to him and and, um, and and putting pressure on him because you know he hadn't been pressured all year long. And yeah. one of our boys laying a lick on him ain't going to be like anything he's had all year hey, long.
1: <laughs> De- De- DeAndre is going to be eating some butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the best way I can put it. (laughs) DeAndre Walker is gonna be eating some Ellinger butt. Uh, So anyway, there's that. I mean, he's had a really good year. He's on uh, thrown for over three thousand yards. He's he's got a twenty-five to five touchdown to interception ratio. Um, He's 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 had that production. There's no doubt about it. But there's, I mean, he's also. I'm I'm trying to look at. Let me look at the schedule real quick because. I'm trying to think of if anybody they played would be in the top like 40 defenses and maybe Iowa State. That's like the only team on their schedule that has like had a decent defense this whole year. And otherwise, they're all terrible. <laughs> I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State had historically bad defenses this year. I watched we watched Oklahoma play against West Virginia. And I I, I said it then and I'll say it again number 20 on Oklahoma is like the worst player I've ever seen in D1 like (laughs) FBS football in my life so just want to get get that out there so I mean they played against terrible terrible defenses so this is going to be the best defense they've seen all year by a lot Uh, this is probably the second best if not the best offense they've seen all year I mean I know Oklahoma's had a historically great offense this year, like production was again. But I mean, still they they played against the Big Twelve. Like you know, these defenses are porous. So I have to think that you know, compared to the defenses that we played this year, I have to think that uh, maybe we actually might have the leg up on Oklahoma on the offensive side. So, well, and one of the things too is is you've got the, just having
0: this long to prepare, and Herman being kind of an offensive minded guy. Uh, I mean, they're gonna offensively. They're gonna scheme up some stuff. I mean, they're gonna have plenty of, plenty of of, of tricks up their sleeve. Because the thing for them is, I mean, they don't have a lot to lose. I mean, they're they're playing a top five team, uh, a team that probably should have been in the playoff. And so for them, they're just gonna leave it all out on the field. Like they're gonna they're gonna empty the empty open up the playbook. They're gonna do everything. Uh, so I mean. They've got nothing to lose, which makes it, which can make them dangerous. Um, so, I mean, I definitely think we may have a couple of blown plays that lead to some big scores. I mean, it just the, the way it kind of shapes out. Um, so, but at the same time, it's just like we shouldn't have a problem like dealing with
1: them. Uh, I mean, what was I, what was the quote from Herman this week? Oh heck. Um he was just talking like about he wasn't worried our,
0: about our was not worried about our run game or something like yeah, that. Or yeah. I think that's what it was. Like
1: I, I, I he was like, yeah, there's nothing we can't handle or something like that. It doesn't really matter what he said. He's an idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, god.
0: That that I I'm very excited to hear his post-game press conference when that gets brought up. <laughs> when we run for 300 <laughs> yards
1: again uh against the Texas defense. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I hope that because of all of that, I mean that's that's bulletin board material. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That is, a lot of people say that that's not being that, that kind of stuff isn't used anymore. Like nobody prints stuff out and puts it in locker rooms. That's horse crap. They absolutely do. It is like everywhere they turn, they play like the other teams' fight songs during practice and everything like that. So you gotta have this mental edge and everything like that. And let me just tell you, Tom Herman did something very good for us. By saying that, I think these oh, yeah. boys are going to come in. Holyfield's going to probably choke slam Tom Herman on the sideline. I would
0: pay very good money
1: for that. <laughs> probably a stupid amount. We could sell tickets. Uh, I'm pretty sure just for like ten seconds of action. <laughs>
0: oh man, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, uh, I I mean I feel like I said feel good. I, I think we're we're obviously more talented in every position people will argue I guess dicker the kicker is a, a good he, he's he's pretty good at kicking the ball um, but uh, other than that and I obviously I, I, I ride with with the specs uh, but besides that I mean we're we're better at them at yeah. all things
1: I agree I agree <laughs> uh, also do want to point out that uh, I don't know if you saw this but uh, or if you remember this but uh, to Neil Carter, uh, he, he was a running back for Texas. He transferred out of the program. I don't know if anybody knows where he's going, but he was the running back that was committed in the same class as Swift uh, a couple years ago. Well, anyway, of course, we added some late signees or whatever, and Tenille, you know, he got kicked out of the class, and, and a lot of people don't like to say it that way, but that's pretty much what happened. And, okay, sorry, he ends up landing at Texas. Like, he was okay. Like, I don't feel bad for him. But, anyway... He transferred right before this game where he's planning to transfer. I think he's pretty much just off the team right now at this point. But then you, you sit back and you look at it and you're like, Tam, that was a great decision to take the boy from Philadelphia over the kid from Dallas or where he's, he was from Texas. So very happy that we picked Swift and also very happy that we have his father to do throat slashes in the sidelines or mm. in the stands. Mm. He's, he's, he is a treasure. Mm. I, I love the guy. Um, and, and and that gift of him doing the throw slash I'll, i'm gonna hang on to that for a long time so anyway we um man we got boys they don't have much of a running game they pretty much like i don't even know i didn't even know who their running backs were like before we like started this episode and it looks like pretty much sam ellinger has scored all of their rushing touchdowns <laughs> he's he has 13 on the year man he's got 20 25 passing touchdowns and 13 rushing touchdowns on the year He's a,
0: he a, he is their everything. <laughs> Holy poop!
1: Who knew? I mean, Somebody he's a knew. he's
0: a player, man. Like he he plays. Yeah, hard. and I like the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to kick his ass. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I think Fromm's better. Like, and oh, yeah. I think I think we're gonna <laughs> kick his ass. But I mean, I do respect the fact that this Ellinger and Fromm, you know, I know From was committed to Alabama, but obviously he was committed to Alabama at one point because Kirby was there, and he's just the greatest recruiter ever. But. Uh, you know, I love the fact that both of these kids grew up, you know, playing out in their front yard, pretending like they were the, you know, starting quarterback for, for for Georgia football or Texas football or whoever, you know, and 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 now their dreams like came true, and they're just like kids who just go out there and ball, and I love that. But also, Sam Ellinger is a little bit different in the fact that he likes to do the running stuff. Obviously, Fromm's a pure pocket passer. Uh, please. Please, Mr. Fromm, don't try to run too much. Even though I don't know, you might not even get hurt if these this defensive guys hit you. <laughs> You'd probably be fine.
0: That would be great. Uh, I just imagined
1: that in my head, and it was, <laughs> it was great. Fromm just runs over like three three Texas defenders. They had that one guy. Did you happen to see? They got I don't even know what number he is, but he's the long long hair, long like blonde hair. He got, yeah. like, a huge gash on his hand. Did you see that? Their def- yeah.
0: Texas defender? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know when that – was that during the – um, was that during the championship game?
1: Yeah. I No, I think it was, like – I don't even think it was during the game. I'm pretty sure it was, like, after – I think it was, like, the next week. No, oh, maybe I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Just well, pretty, anyway. Just, which is pretty standard. Hey, <laughs> I've got a certain amount of storage in this brain. And most of it's taken up by football, so <laughs> like an old iPod. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: Any any final thoughts on the game? Final
1: thoughts are, I, I I feel like I feel like there's no reason that they should really give us much of a game. I'm not saying we're gonna blow them out. I don't think that's the way this game's gonna go. Just simply because I do think that that mental side, like. Okay, how much do you actually want to be here? Plays a lot into these bowl games, um, but I feel very good about it. I think that they're, like you said, they're not. They haven't seen anything like our running game all year. Um, it's not like we're gonna sit back and be trying to pass the ball. I mean, that's their. If they have a strength on defense, it's it's the passing attack. But even then, like the the Big Twelve offenses have shredded them all year, so. I don't really know. They just don't play defense. So, uh, if you if you sit back and look at it, I think we kind of have that advantage in pretty much every uh, every facet of the game. So, I'm feeling pretty good about our chances, and I'm looking forward to it. I hope the dog faithful does go. And also, I meant to say this earlier. I'm pretty sure that the all the UGA tickets that were allotted for the university have been sold. So I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they are all they're probably all in the secondary market and I don't know what I'm talking about but uh, I think all of the ones that that you know went to UGA were balled up so that's always good yeah so
0: I'm I'm in the same same boat across the board um just it, we just can't do
1: stupid stuff like. I mean, I think you say that at the I end of every every, every preview. You're like, look, listen. This week, if we just don't do stupid stuff, we we might, we'll probably win this ball game. Am I wrong though? Am no, I wrong? Not. I I've always said it. I've always said it. The team that makes the least mistakes and still has and has more talent usually wins the ball game. Okay, that's you're just like the way prophet. it is. I know, <laughs> and and you know what?
0: It's usually right. Well, my thing is, is like, just don't. Like turnovers and, and and dumb penalties. That's my thing. If you don't, don't do those, if you don't do those, I I think we're good. I just don't I, I don't. I, if we just show up and, and play our brand of ball, like we're fine. And, and I know I say that every week, but it's pretty spot on. <laughs> give the ball to Swift. Yeah. Give the ball to Holyfield. Play action pass. Bomb down the sideline to to Ridley Holloman, <laughs> or Simmons. I mean, it's a, or Mikko. Mikko's fast. He's fast. So I mean, it's a pretty simple game plan. So um, that's my thought. And uh, I think we're I think we have beaten the horse to death.
1: Yes, we have. And so I think we'll just close that chapter on Texas real quick. Looking forward to New Year's Day. Uh, Eight forty five. Don't know why the hell it's so late. I actually I do know why it's late because it's in New Orleans, so it's seven forty five there, which sucks. Um, but anyway, I'll be looking forward to doing that. Maybe we'll be able to get together. I don't know because it's freaking New Year's Day. It's like I have to work two- the next day. Yeah, it's like on a terrible. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> just tell your dad that you just need you deserve the day off. Okay? Yeah,
0: yeah. These th- these three months I've put in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You deserve it.
1: Uh, but anyway, um, I did want to say though. Just something that we had mentioned earlier a little bit about some of these transfers, not transfers. Excuse me, guys going early uh, to the draft and things like that. Um, I, just, just a quick update. Sounds like Holyfield may end up staying, and that's a big reason why Trey Sanders decided to go with Alabama. Um, I think I have heard that both Ridley, um, Ridley, and who is the third one. At least Ridley, at least Ridley is, is considering it and kind of leaning that way. And then I'm pretty sure that Isaac Nauta is, is, is as good as gone. Um, and you know what, those guys, if, if they feel like it's their opportunity and their time to go, then, you know, that's the best, and that's the best opportunity and time for them. Go do it. You, you, you served us well, not served us well, but you played so well for us. Uh, y'all deserve it. So y'all go to your thing, but, um, I mean, obviously, I want them all to stay, but right. but uh, I think there's some guys that can absolutely benefit from coming back. Um, and I actually was kind of surprised whenever I heard that uh, Holyfield was actually leaning towards coming back. So uh, we'll see. I think there's definitely still a few more that may, may end up going.
0: Yeah, so I think I think a lot of and you'll obviously we'll start hearing a lot of that after after the game, um, the game uh, on the first. So all right. Let's do uh, what you have designed as the <laughs> Chances and Cheese Game of the Week uh, Mega Edition <laughs> to the max. <laughs> the Games
1: of the Week, Kapalooza! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here we go. This is This is what you've all been waiting for. You need to hear our picks because we are really good at making picks versus the spread i think like if you're looking at straight up i think we actually have done pretty well but that's so easy when you're picking against the spread me and chance here are actually both sitting at load okay 46.77 percent we're tied after all these weeks after championship week so again we come in tied to the bowl week uh the bowl well we're gonna do 12 bowls wow that's a lot of games Don't spend forever thinking about your pick. Go off your emotions, your first emotions. Okay, here we go. We got number one. I just put this on here because Paul Johnson's retiring, and I think it would be really funny if they lost his last game. Minnesota plays Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is favored by five and a half at the moment in the quick lane bowl, whatever the hell that is. I'm going to go with Tech. I think they cover. I think they're going to play hard for Paul yeah I, I, i'm with you it, they'll just
0: minnesota is not really actually you know what screw that minnesota i'm going minnesota
1: damn it all right i already right. <laughs> wrote down. okay i'm gonna change it okay all right i just
0: i hate tech so much <laughs> well i'm glad you
1: did that because i just picked that because i think it's actually gonna win but it's not what i actually feel so anyway uh number two uh let's see miami plays wisconsin obviously you know why i picked this game miami is favored by three points here who do you got there, Chance? I'm, it, I'm gonna... it's, sorry, it's the new era Pinstripe Bowl, so it's played in Yankee Jesus. Stadium, so it should be really warm. <laughs> oh my god! Um, probably, I, I'm going to go Miami.
0: Uh, just think, Wisconsin's just having a pretty pretty rough year, so um,
1: compared to what they usually do. So, I'm going to go with Wisconsin because. Both of these teams are kind of dumpster fires right now, um, but I think it will actually make a difference with the with the weather. I think yeah. the the cold temperatures might actually make a difference. So anyway, I'll uh, I'll go with uh, Wisconsin on that game. Uh, next up, we have the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl, which is the longest name of any of the bowls we have listed. Um, Purdue plays Auburn. Auburn is favored by four points. So you get their chance.
0: Uh, probably Auburn. Um, I think they're. Or whatever, so just going to go with Auburn. I mean, think
1: they'll be pretty good. I don't know. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Auburn, too, and I don't like it, but I am. Number 24, uh, Iowa was Sorry, this is the Valero Alamo Bowl. Number 24, Iowa State plays number 13, Washington State. Washington State's favored by three and a half points there. Um, I am going to take Iowa State because I think that they – I, I'm, I pretty much fade the Pac-12 in every bowl game. And I, I think they did. I think, didn't they go, like, winless last year in bowl games? Probably. I think it, they had a terrible record, if not winless. So, anyway, I'm going to go with Iowa State there. I'm uh, going to go Wazoo. Um,
0: just think they're ha- they're having a pretty good year, and, and feel like they'll be able to end the season pretty well.
1: I like that team. I really do. I, I just think that uh, Pac-12 is overrated. So, I like that quarterback there. Number ten, Florida plays number seven, Michigan in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl right down the street in Atlanta. Uh, not down the street for you, but whatever. Um, Michigan is favored by six and a half points here. Do you got their chance? Um, I took an emotional pick on this one for me. Yeah, I'm just Michigan. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Suck at Florida. Go we, blue. We hate you. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if you should cover that spread or not. Uh, so I picked this game because I think that there's going to be a thousand points scored in it. Uh, the Amazon Liberty, Liberty bowl is between number 23, Missouri and Oklahoma state. Uh, Missouri is favored by nine and a half points there. Who you got there chance?
0: I'm going to go Mizzou. I think they'll maybe have a good game.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think that the difference in this game is going to be defense and one of these teams has defense and one of them doesn't. So whatever, uh, at least something that resembles a defense, number 18 mississippi state plays iowa in the outback bowl which i was like i remember reading earlier and it just says says outback bowl i was like well do they not have a, a sponsor and then i was like oh it's the outback bowl that is the sponsor <laughs> so if somebody's wondering uh, how smart i really am there you go uh so anyway here you go their chance oh sorry mississippi state is favored by seven points uh
0: gonna go with uh you know what? I'm going to go with
1: Iowa there. Just, why not? Wrong. I'm going with Mississippi State. Come on, dude. You can't pick against. You can't pick the Big Ten over the SEC, except yep. for when it's Michigan over Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can do it just fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, number 11, LSU, plays number 8, UCF, in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Go PlayStation. Uh, LSU is favored by seven and a half points. Ooh. What do you think? there, chance pants. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> I'm staying with it, man. Uh, always pulling Faretto, and whenever he's not playing us, and always fading UCF, who thinks they're national champions.
0: If they had, if they had that quarterback though, it'd be interesting. I mean, but I think that I think they're they'll cover that, or I think lsu will cover that but it'd be interesting though
1: i I actually i I totally agree because lsu's offense is not that great and i and and their defense is bad but the lsu's offense you know there would have been balance there but then now that their quarterback's not there then there's not too much balance uh number 14 kentucky plays number 12 penn state uh in the vrbo citrus bowl um penn state is favored by six and a half points what are you thinking their chance go wildcats you remember what I said earlier about, like, don't pick the Big Ten over the SEC? I did that in this game, so whatever. I'm going to change my pick, dude. I'm going with Kentucky. Yeah. State. Stick, stick to your guns. I am. I am. Number nine, Washington plays uh, number six, Ohio State, in the Rose Bowl. I don't even know who's sponsoring that, but I don't like to, you know, put a, another word beside the Rose Bowl. It's uh, the granddaddy of them all, as they say. Did I already say the teams? Number nine and one <laughs> number nine Washington. <laughs> you didn't give the spread though. Oh, the spread. Uh six and a half Ohio State. Uh probably. yeah, it's probably Ohio State. I think so too. Alright, well, uh, now we have finally made it to our semifinal games through this huge, awesome Games of the Week Capalooza uh bowl edition thing. Uh we have the Cotton Bowl, number three Notre Dame versus number two Clemson. This spread is huge for a semifinal game. So is the other one. Number, th- uh, sorry, Clemson is favored by thirteen points. What What do you think? Uh I, f- I feel like Clemson's going to do it. I mean,
0: two touchdowns. I feel like is very, very manageable um, in that situation. So that's what I'm saying.
1: I'm with you. Uh, I had the same pick. I think Clemson's – there's a reason this this is this spread's so high, so I think Clemson's going to roll. Now we finally have number four, Oklahoma, versus number one, Alabama, in the Orange Bowl, which is another semifinal game in the playoff. Alabama's favored by 14 points, two full touchdowns and, and two extra points. Who do you get there, Chance? Jesus. Um. I hate them so much. Uh,
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Oklahoma.
1: Wow, I, I'm proud of you for going against the Alabama machine. I'm gonna go Alabama. I think they. I think they cover uh, by. I think they like win by like seventeen or twenty, something like that. So I'm gonna go by that. Oh my goodness, that was the greatest edition of Games the Honestly,
0: it's probably one of the shortest ones we've done.
1: Well, yeah, I was like, well, let's get through these things, and then we did, sure enough, yeah. Instead of just rambling on like we usually do. Um, and uh, we're coming in on an hour and 15 minutes. This is going to be our greatest episode ever. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Chance, so you're definitely not going to the game?
0: Definitely not. So uh, probably going to have to be back here and... In- Hey, Howard, Georgia, uh, cause I got to work, be at work at nine the next day. So, uh, we'll, we'll see if anything miraculous happens, but going to be watching it from the, the comfort of my home. So how about you? Y'all going to the lake or something?
1: Uh, probably not going to the lake. Kat Anna has to work on New Year's Eve. She has to work on Christmas Eve too. So I'm going to have to talk to some people over there. Uh, so anyway, we're, uh. We're probably just gonna. We may end up going to Atlanta or something like that and watch it with everybody. But it's just kind of one of those things too that I don't know if she has to work the next day. But like you know, I probably have to work the next day, so it's. I don't know if it's worth it just because it's right here in the middle of the week. So anyway, we're um. Hey man, it doesn't matter where we are. We're gonna kick some ass. I'm pretty confident in that. So pretty pumped about it and I think we'll end up the season then uh, we'll just finish up on National Signing Day in February we'll have another episode about that I think we'll probably try to uh, have at least that one maybe we'll have a recap from the Sugar Bowl if everything like goes well or something like that um, and then uh, we'll we'll have at least the National Signing Day I don't know how many episodes we're going to have during the off season. maybe if we get a wild hair we'll just make one where we just drink and just talk about the future of Georgia football I don't know um, but, you know, just kind of depends on how uh, bored we get on a uh, Tuesday or Wednesday night. So, Chancey, you, uh, you got any thoughts on that?
0: I'm uh, with you 100%. Uh, looking – just want to say, uh, like I said, first full regular season kind of done with this. We appreciate uh, the those of you that have kind of have hung with us through this whole thing. It's been really fun for us. The fact that there are people that actually listen to this is uh, – <laughs> is astounding and awesome <laughs> and uh but it, it's we, we we've enjoyed it um it's been it's been a blast uh looking to do some cool things coming up uh and um trying to uh do some cool things kind of in the off season we'll, well if you've got any ideas let us know um but we're trying to have some some fun things for y'all uh here coming up soon some uh some curveballs if you will um, but it's been a blast, and uh, you you hadn't heard the end of a
1: uh, end of end of these guys yet because we're just gonna keep running our mouths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and until my wife tells me I have to stop, I'm gonna keep making these things. <laughs> no, I'm calling dogs. Calling the dogs ain't going nowhere, man. We've had way too much fun, and like Chancey was alluding to, I think we're gonna try to do some more interactive stuff. And try to uh, make us make a little bit more presence on social media, uh, like we have with these, you know, twelve plays of Christmas and things like that. So, we're uh, we're excited about the future. It's going to be fun. And uh, obviously, like he said, the same the, the same the last you heard of us. And uh, I'll just close by saying, go dogs. You got anything to say, Chance? Dogs on top. Dogs. Bye. Bye. Bye.